Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the brand new Turin Giants podcast. This is episode number 154. My name is Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most. As always, I am joined by my two handsome and powerful hosts, co-hosts. Giovanni is here with me. What's up, buddy? What's up? I got Sam, Samuel on the other line, our, our Canadian son. What's up, buddy? Como va? He's the one who represents the Calcio podcast. Um, yeah, very excited about this episode. It's been a it's been a week. It's been a lot of a lot of negativity around the Juve world that we will touch on. We are going to talk about the Juve game against Barca yesterday. I think this is what people are most interested in. As always, we will throw in a few a few fun things about Juve. Our friend Z is back with a little history. History note about Juve. You guys will enjoy that one. Uh, Giovanni's going to take questions, but we will all answer them. He's in charge of the questions, which I'm really happy about. People are, man, you're getting more and more questions every day, aren't you? Yeah, for sure, man. I've been getting like a lot of them. Uh, a good amount are from um, like repeat, repeat listeners. So that's kind of yeah. cool. So, yeah, you're getting, your, yeah. you're getting your own little fan club. I like it. We need to call him somehow. We need to call you guys the Giovanni fan somehow. Jo, jo, I don't jo, know, but I'll leave, I'll leave that to you guys. The Giovanites. The Giovanots. The, the Giovanotte. Any, anyone, who speaks, anyone who speaks dialect other than Italian knows what that means. Um, yeah, at Gioturin Giants. I always have to interject to, to remind Giovanni what his so, own thank handle you. is. Get at him. <laughs> I think I've got it now. It's been like, what, two months, three months? Okay, rock and roll, rock and roll. Yeah, get get your questions in at Jotter and Giants. I am at Calcio Podcast. Uh, Let's go, man. Let's go. Yeah, I I am not the sharpest self today. Um, Yeah, when your basement floods at three thirty in the morning and you have to record at eight thirty p.m., you're not really you're not really sharp. So I hope you guys forgive me. that seems, that sounds like a pretty fucked up story in and of itself. I, I'll I'll defer talking about Juve as much as possible here. I'm, I'm dreading talking about talking about Juve today. What happened to you yesterday? Oh, but, but or, the, or today or today or today. I yeah, guess it was. I don't know, was man. Morning. Today today's just a blur. It's just you know when 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 city of Chicago fixes something and they completely screw up the job. You know you have. You got a burst pipe outside of your house and man, it's just, it's a mess. It's a mess. I don't want to talk about it. Let's, let's get to um, a story from our boy Z. Um, Literally just got a message from him. He wanted to uh, pay tribute to a, to a, to a Juve great. Uh, What do you guys say? We start with that, but before that, let's start with a little positivity. Yeah. Before that, we need to um, direct you guys towards our social media, which is you can join us on Twitter at Juve Podcast. I wanted to mention the new drop, Turin Giants, at Turin Giants and TurinGiants.com. We have a very interesting drop coming. As I mentioned on the last podcast, it's going to come out on November 9th, which is the birthday. It was a very special Juve boy, and you guys don't want to miss that one. Please follow me at Turin Giants for updates on that on the merchandise the t-shirt is going to be sick i already did a little focus grouping and people are loving it i mean marquise's shirt was 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 pretty slick but this this is going to blow it out of the water uh so i'm really excited about that guys i hope i'm i think we will give the 
Touring Giants podcast listeners some sort of a discount or uh, some sort of a prize with a purchase. So um, stay tuned. TouringGiants.com is the website. And you can follow us on Instagram at Touring Giants, at Touring Giants Podcast. And Giovanni and I haven't even seen the shirt, by the way. So it's yeah, like I mean, really I'm, top secret. Are you keeping it top secret or are we? Are we, it's, are we it, 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 it is so secret. I'm going to, um, I'm going to release one shirt and just wear it myself. That's, you know, remember when Wu-Tang made like one copy of an album and the guy. That Martin fl- Shkreli. <laughs> the, the man, what, what, a, what a creep. And he bought the, 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 the only copy. That they made them. The, nah, nah they, they're like, now. Nah. <laughs> not to you motherfucker so I think they got it back eventually when he got like indicted for whatever scams or fucking whatever bullshit yeah. but anyways uh, uh, if you if you guys support that the Turin Giants brand I would really really appreciate it I really do believe in the project I think it's so dope the, the shirt is so cool and um, as always thanks to uh, Colosimo our, our boy Dan for, for his help uh, but let's get to it. Let's get to the podcast. Um, you know how to listen to us. If you're listening to us, somehow you figured it out. So I'm not going to repeat those. So let's do this. The old lady had a hard week this week, uh, drawing at home to struggling LS Verona side bes- before losing to one of our greatest international rivals in what was surely a game that will be quickly forgotten in the minds of us Bianconeri. But while this week was one of the, one of the ones that we want to leave behind, a pivotal figure in our history that will surely never be forgotten. Uh, sorry, but will surely never forget, decided it was time to put his managerial career behind him. Marcello Lippi managed the old lady through some of the brightest moments of our prestigious history. Arriving after a brief spell as manager of Atalanta and a successful stint at Napoli, Lippi found career, Lippi found career-defining achievements with Juventus leading a team brimming with talent from Del Piero to Baggio to Deschamps to a domestic double in his first year and nearly earning a treble as the team went on to the UEFA final that season. The next year, he managed the same team to another double, this time through a Supercoppa victory and a UEFA Cup title. As if that wasn't enough, this team was now boasted. This team has... I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) As if that wasn't enough, this team that now boasted Zinedine Zidane, Edgar Davids, Filippo Inzaghi, also brought a home UEFA Super Cup and an International Cup and another Supercoppa back to Turin. All while Juventus continued to win the Scudetto three years in a row, from 95 to 98, Mr. Lippi may be the only figure in history of the team I could forgive after spending uh, uh, 1999-2000 year with Inter, as his return to Juventus also brought us two more Serie A titles and very narrowly missing out on Champions League final victory in 2003. That's actually the last game where I cried. Despite all this, my greatest memory, that, that was my uh, little addition, by the way. That wasn't Z crying, but I cried like a little bitch after that game. Despite all this, my greatest memory of Marcello Lippi was watching him hoist the World Cup trophy as the Italian national team manager in 2006, cementing himself in the eyes as one of the greatest to ever manage in the history of football. Arrivederci e grazie, Mr. Lippi, and thank you for the memories. I thought that was an awesome tribute. Uh, Marcello Lippi, obviously, for, for all of us 90s kids, is just a, it's like a dad. He's like a dad with his cigar, which nobody made smoking cigars look so cool, no matter what. Maybe Michael Jordan, but not. Maybe, uh, 
<laughs> probably probably made him look even cooler than Tony Soprano or or, or Antonio Montana. Uh, I, I I second I second what you said, except um, maybe more of a grandfatherly figure for me in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. But uh, but um, yeah, even more even more big respect to Marcello Lippi for for just for just rinsing the Chinese national team the past couple of years. I think he was making like like twenty million euro a year. Mm. 28 million US dollars for the past like four or five years. He rinsed them for like 80 million euro, which is just incredible. The guy was retired. The guy was retired and he said, ah, never mind. Made him an offer he couldn't refuse, which you, 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 you got to respect the shameless, the shameless, the, sh- hey. the shameless uh, chasing of the dollar. Can't, can't hate on that. How did you, well, I don't think we were ever discussing. How did you guys celebrate the 2006 victory? I mean, I, I I, I I went absolutely I went absolutely nuts. I was at home with my grandparents and with my whole family, and there's a huge Italian community up here in Montreal, and and we just we feels like feels like half the city just kind of ran out on the streets and just mm. uh, and just celebrated in their That's cars, awesome. honking flags out the whole deal. Um, but the funny thing is, because I was only nine years old, I didn't really I didn't really realize how, how big a deal it was. I mean, it felt like a huge deal. It was euphoric, but I didn't, you know, I, I almost took it for granted. I was like, you know, this is great, but it was also the first time I ever watched a full tournament from start to finish. And yeah, we fucking won. So, yeah. so I, I, I definitely didn't, you know, I, I don't know that, I don't know that I, I don't know that I didn't appreciate it, you know, for, for, for all it was worth, but I certainly have in recent years, but, but, it, but I don't know. I, I, I was, I was really, I was just really into it that whole month. I, I remember mm-hmm. not only did I watch it, but I, I lived it. You know, I, yeah. I fell in love with the team. I remember every result. I remember the entire squad. I, I, um, so I, I, you I just, by it. yeah, for sure. You just, ne- you just never forget your first world cup. Mine was in 1994 and like my dad got me a notebook. We kept scores and kept like yellow card counts and red cards and who scored the goals. So it I guess the good time. Yeah. You you would have been nine in ninety four, so I guess that's like the that's, that's like the that's like yeah. the that's like the golden age, I guess when <laughs> when, yeah, when pretty you, much you start to remember everything, I guess. I was nineteen nineties, we all. It's all, well, it's that, all that, that was your first one. Good. Yeah. Good it's on you for remembering that. Good on you for remembering that. Were you in Italy at the time? Yep. You were in Italy. My God, and Farhad, you were crazy. in. Farhad, you were you were you were in the states. In 94, when the tournament was in the U.S., were you not? No, man. I moved to the States in 2002. Now, my okay. Two, okay. I, okay. My, wow. My last, my last World Cup was back in, back in Baku, uh, which was 2002, which I, I wasn't – I mean, there were some games that stood out, but I remember the final was kind of like, I didn't really care about Brazil or Germany. So it was, it was like – Yeah. I don't like – I just after, wanted – I don't want Brazil to win, so they're going to eat it. But you know what? Lately, I've started really appreciating – that almost every famous Brazilian player came from nothing. And I, I respect the hustle. And I know we're not going to talk about it a lot, but I've, I've sort of like enjoyed the, like the romantic side of Brazilian players coming out of like these favelas sometimes. And you don't, you don't ever see like a, you know, high, high class, you know, a Brazilian player becoming famous who, who came from higher middle class. Maybe there's some outliers, but really? Yeah. Middle class kid. Arthur, middle class family. Um, I'm trying to think from back in the day. Obviously, back in the day, I mean, like Brazil was like, you know, like pretty much like a developing nation in the 50s. 
Or at least not developing nation, but like it was like one of those burgeoning post-colonialist economies that were either still under an influence or fresh democracy. So, you know, it's kind of hard. And you, I mean, sports are always, you know, a way out of the, you know, like a hustle out of the hood, right? So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, uh, there, there, there's a, I remember reading an article in a book called Soccernomics that talks about how, Like even in England, most of the players came from lower middle class and Wayne Rooney, it's, it's, man. It's, yeah, there you go. It's a really good. It's a really interesting read. I think it's a little outdated. The ones that are the one that I read because yeah, I it's old. Like it's they, they've, they've, up, they've, update, they've updated it. I think the first one. Was, oh, really? I think the first one came out in 08 and they have it. A, they had a revamped version. I think 2012 and 18. Um, There's an, I think it was in that book. There was an interesting, there was an interesting bit at one point about, I think it was Matt Letizia at Southampton who got, who got, um, who got a lot of shtick from some of his, um, I don't want to call them working class teammates, but teammates who came from working class backgrounds because they saw him reading the telegraph or something or the guardian. And it was seen as, you know, it was seen as being kind of above them. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind trying of, to be posh here. But anyway, <laughs> um, so this is the you know little uh, little tribute to to Mr. Lippy because you simply cannot hate him as a, as you just respect the man who took on so many teams and won so many trophies and you know who's except most with Inter. Yeah, I know, I know. Just, you know, just, just <laughs> cutting the eyes and crossing the T's. Yeah, and uh, you know we're gonna miss him. I mean, still around, but not bad, man. I know, I know. But did you see his pictures? Like, like the latest pictures. You're you're used to seeing him with the gray hair, but his face was was always kind of young looking. And he's he's an old man now, man. He's in his like seventies or something. Seventy two, seventy two years old, man. Yeah, the Italian Paul Newman, man. I actually, I actually was looking up. I was actually looking up Paul Newman the other day. Very random. I happened to come across his Wikipedia page because I saw him in like in credits for a movie that I. That I was that, that I came that I came across. He, he was a lot older than Marcello Lippi. I don't know why. I always felt that Marcello Lippi, about, by the way, Paul Newman, rest in peace. I mean, he died several years ago, but um, I, I I couldn't believe how how young Marcello Lippi is. I'm not going to call him a young man at 72, but like he's had white hair forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like for how you alluded to it, but he's he's had white like 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 white 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 snow white hair for the better part of 20 years. He's but, a, he's blonde. Is that what it is? He used to play for Sampdoria. I was just going to say, if you guys seen his... No, I I do remember that, actually. I do remember... Well, I don't remember it, but I remember having seen pictures of him. (laughs) Do you now? No, no, no. I I do remember having seen pictures of him playing at Sampdoria. Yeah, I forgot he was a blondie. Uh, Yeah, he was a young Italian snackster right there, man. He was was looking good. (laughs) But anyways... um, Blonde like like Matthijs de Ligt, who we miss very uh, much. Very much. Very, we, very much. We, we, we will get into that. By the way, since since the whole craziness today, like this literally the first time I sat down, we will start a little, uh, a little segment. We're always working on new segments to bring for you guys. Um, I'll just mention Sam on his other podcast, on the Culture Podcast. They have a thing called Five Aside. And I was, uh, I think we mentioned on this podcast, I was lucky enough to participate. And that was during the, the beginning of the quarantine when I was literally like drinking old fashions during the day and recording the <laughs> podcast with those guys. So they have this thing, Five Aside, where they, that, uh, the, uh, Sam, Nick, and their guests, they, they, they talk about 
top five things that are like don't have to be you know sports related so we will do a top three because like we're kind of short for time and there's three of us uh we were gonna do the best celebrations i don't know if you prepared your sam feel free yeah. to like start it I, th- i think i think we'll i think we could just call it we could just call it the the three faves i guess on the on this pod so so be our our three favorites support like a superlative of our, of our three favorite you know blank um so uh we, yeah. we touched on ha- the celebrations to, last week happy to be uh happy to be lending the uh the idea over uh over uh over to over to, to the to the turin giants pod um do you want so do you want to get into this right now no i think we'll start next next week i think we'll we'll be more prepared and uh if you guys want suggestions you know you don't know, you don't know what your three favorite celebrations well, are? i can yeah. come up i can come up with mine real quick i mean it depends hey, listen again I'll, i will i will defer talking about the games in the pa- of the past week as long as possible if you would like <laughs> I, can, i can i can rock and roll right off right off the bat here right out the gate i mean you're talking we're talking about 2006 i think you'll see the influence of 2006 um in in, in my top three favorites do you want to do it now or do we want to wait a week I think we'll I think we'll have to wait the week. There was there's so much talk, stuff to talk about. We have the questions and and uh you guys want to jump into the um Juventus hosting Barcelona yesterday? Sure. We should probably right. we should probably allude to the fact that you know this this was on the back of a really rough weekend. Um and and uh, people, you know, people are uh the doomsday the doomsday sayers are coming out of the woodwork. Yeah, right. Pirlo, Pirlo, I saw one. I saw one Pirlo out, which is it, it's it's beginning. It's if you if if you can see okay. yeah. you can see the fans who are in it for the banter. Those are the ones that are just like oh, I can't wait to type hashtag Pirlo out. That, uh, you, you know what though? It's, it's it's what it is though. I bet you a lot of it isn't banter, but it's it's you 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 want the front row? You got it. You know that's that's what it is. I was watching. I was. I was I was watching an old an old uh, an old stand up routine the other day of Andrew Dice Clay in the 80s hey. which would which would never fly now and he was just he was just tearing this this poor 22 year old girl to shreds who was there with her boyfriend and at one point he turns there and he goes you wanted the front row honey you got the front row that's, that's, <laughs> that's what it, that's what it is you know it's a couple games in a couple a couple of you know a couple of poor results and Peter Lowout is going to trend sure fine but yeah bit a bit of an overreaction but the the results and and yeah. these like these little details were just so just so strange three red cards within six games and there's penalties and we're just somehow you know squeaking by but you know Barca didn't let us and and Barca let's let's just be honest Barca were very lenient on us there's a couple of times where they could have pulled the trigger they didn't even like the, at the last minute or like one of the they last struck they, they 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 struggled to finish a couple of times i mean Griezmann could have i mean Griezmann definitely should have made it 2-0 at one point in the second half yeah um But I mean, look, is you you were saying people are overreacting by saying by saying Peter Lowe out. I mean, I'm not I'm not one to advocate to fire a manager after after you know after a month and a half in charge. Um, but you know, are people overreacting? Are people overreacting? You know, I mean, the football hasn't been great. It really hasn't been promising. And I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's Andrea Pirlo, and you know, we're 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 not we're not losing games. We're still undefeated in Serie A. That's one thing yeah. worth noting. But Is it that crazy to suggest that the football that's being played is poor? You know, I don't know. It's it's still early. I think it's still early enough to the point that you might want to wait a little bit. But we haven't dominated any games, right? So the Look. fact that we've drawn games could be winning games by you. You could be 
squeaking, you know, you could be squeaking out a win by the skin of your ass. You could be just losing games or you could be drawing games. Point is, we haven't dominated any, you know, we haven't really played good looking football. Look, look, look. So we talked about it last time. And I said, really simply, how much of it is, uh, you know, we like Pirlo because of his past, because he's his looks, he's not like Sarri, he's a Juventino and this and this and that. And how much are we putting blinders on to kind of like look past the, the obviously, you know, objectively poor performances? They've, they've been terrible. They've been terrible. They've been really fucking bad. But, uh, it, it, you know, on the same token, when you look at the results, you know, because Dinamo Kiev was able to kind of salvage something like Juventus still is solidly in second place in in champions in the Champions League group. And mm-hmm. with this crazy Barcelona, you don't know. All of a sudden, when you go play them in, in three weeks, sorry, in a, in a month, you've got Delict and Ronaldo and everybody, and maybe they're firing on all cylinders and they get their ass kicked in, you know, in Barcelona. And all things being said, we're four points away from the top. In Serie A. I, I guess, but... So objectively, objectively, you know, like we've seen worse situations. We saw the season when, you know, we were 14th and we were 11 points away from, from the top and we ended up winning the Scudetto with nine points ahead of Napoli and we were, fuck, one Patrice Evra, you know, clearance away from, from, from beating Bayern Munich. Guys, I don't know. Are they are a lot of people overthinking it? Yes, but are the people that are you know grumbling? Do they have a right to? Absolutely. The team looks like shit, and some decisions that Pirlo has made have made fucking like no fucking sense. Like even even a dumbass like me like would have been would have been like yo like maybe maybe we should start this other guy. Maybe we put Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey has been with Chesney and Danilo, like maybe, and Cuadrado, yeah? Maybe the one of the, the top five. Yeah, I, I, don't dis, I don't disagree on, on, on your ranking of, of players there, but I think the fact that Cuadrado could even be in that top five is problematic because he's not, not a I'm starter. He's not a right back. Go, go. I, I don't. I, he's not. He's not a right back. I can't no. give you that because so, he's. So he's, he's infuriating to watch. He's infuriating. Playmaker. He's been playing right wing. If you notice, most assists have come from Cuadrado. That's a, well, that, that's that's a problem. Watch, that's a problem. Go watch all the. Go watch the games again, and you will see because of the fact that we don't have a midfield with a playmaker, they're mm-hmm. they're relying on. Ramsey and they're relying on 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 the wingers to be playmakers. But at some point, you can't ask Cuadrado to be right back, playmaker, right wing, and then be lucid enough to play all these three positions excellently the entire time. I don't know. I mean, I'm happy you brought that up, okay? Because because. I actually think it's problematic that we have to play through him so much. I think it's problematic that we don't have enough going on in the middle of the park. It's very clear now. You mentioned the fact that you meant you you mentioned the fact that maybe people are kind of ignoring the fact that Pirlo is, um, you know, really not coaching us to play 
good football right now for the you know because of the fact that he's Peter Lowe and he's sexy and whatever. You know how many times I've heard through you know from commentators from people who don't necessarily watch the games or people that are just kind of observing from afar you know kind of glancing maybe watch the extended highlights you know how many people have said or commented on the fact that Andrea Pirlo looks effortlessly cool on the sidelines I'm hearing this so much and yeah I get it he look he looks fucking wise he's 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 the sexiest fucking footballer ever you could argue <laughs> I mean I mean in in terms of not not in terms of not in terms of <laughs> No, I'm not saying he's the best looking, but you know what I mean? Like in terms in terms of in terms of the whole package and the fact the that confidence. Like, yeah, I don't know. Just, just the, the the way he plays, the way he dresses, um, the beard later on in his career, the fact that it kind of all fit the narrative that he's a you know, he's a he's a cerebral player. I get it, okay? It's an easy low hanging fruit, you know, easy drum to bang. That you know, he's effortlessly cool to watch. But let's be honest, you could probably make the case that he's he's overly philosophical. It seems to be. I mean, he seems really dead set. It's early. He could change his ways yet. But so far, it's been. I think it's been overly philosophical. I think it's been overly focused on playing through the wings, and it hasn't worked. It's been ugly as shit. And you know, I, I know I ranted about the you know the the three four one two formation last week. I mean, the, the realistically, you know, I I think I think I I I probably failed to you know account for the fact that it's really a four back in terms of the fact that Danilo shifts out. He never plays as a central center back of the three. He always plays on one side. He kind of shifts out, plays like a fullback and then Cuadrado usually drops back. Uh, or if Danilo was playing on the right side, then like Frabotta, then like Frabotta would drop back on the left. Um, point is it's really been a four, two, four the past week. It's been very clear to me. He really wants to play with like Kulusevski and Chiesa very high up the pitch with two central forwards. And that leaves a lot of fucking space in the middle of the park. Italians will remember Giampiero Ventura a couple years ago. He played the same formation and we had the same fucking issues. We had the same fucking problems. So I don't know if you could chalk it up to the formation or the fact that, you know, the fact that perhaps there's just, you know, there's not enough pressing going on, but, but, Let's be honest. It's been garbage to watch. It's been really infuriating. There hasn't been a lot of, you know, solid, solid, solid passing combinations and against Barcelona in particular. So what I'm saying, I think pretty much applies to to both matches over the past week, but against Barcelona yesterday in particular, uh, they were picking us apart. They were were picking us apart and breaking our line with like one pass, two passes. Yeah. That was problematic for me anyway. Well, let's, let's, um, I, I like to, I like to keep, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, look, I, again, we can discuss ad nauseum about, uh, you know, the formations and what it is and whatnot. The problem is this, regardless of, of what numeration is going to be on a piece of paper, we don't have, we don't have, we don't have, Playmaking midfielders, we just don't. Well, right, okay? it's, it's, so, but, it, but it's not. But it's not about the numeration so, on paper. It's about the numeration on the so pitch. The only, too, right? the only, the only way that play is going to develop cleanly in 2020-2021 Juventus is through the sides. There's no, there's no way of dancing around it. There's no way to dance around it unless we have like. You know, so, like unless Arthur has a come to Jesus moment, he becomes 
the you know the new Iniesta or the, uh, or a better Pjanic. I don't I don't know because we don't have that player anymore. We just don't. Um, or who fucking knows? Like or or or, or Ramsey takes five steps back in the midfield. I, I, at this point, I don't see it, especially with how Dybala is playing, man. Dybala is playing like dog shit. And against Verona, maybe I can understand it. But you're making all this noise. Oh, they're not playing me. I'm stomping my feet. I want to get paid. That's I want to get million paid. 12 million euro or 15 bro, million euro a bro, year. Yeah. I want to get paid. Show, just go, show me that you're worth it. But, Otherwise, shut the, f- like, shut up. But, but we've had it, man. But I disagree. I, okay, but I disagree that there's no creativity in the midfield in terms of the personnel. I think it's just the way that we're playing. I really think that if you if you structure in a way that that enable that enables that enables you guys to that en- I mean that enables you to win back the ball and distribute it, hold it. Look, I think I think, but I think I th- you're not going to tell me, you're not going to tell me that, but you're not going to tell me that that Ramsey, Rabiot, Arthur, Bentancur, and McKenny are not capable of it, you know? Are they world-class, any of them? Perhaps. They're not. That is not their main focus. Ramsey has shown that he he just does not have the physicality anymore to play 10 yards behind in like a a midfield line. He cannot do it. Then the personnel's a problem. But then the personnel's okay. a problem. Then the personnel's a problem. And we need but to, you know, we need, we need a team overhaul, which I don't. January, the personnel is, is what it is. We can agree on that. You cannot add any players unless you go open up your checkbook in. in uh, that isn't in happening. But for now, we're talking about what we have now. And what we have now, we don't have. Look, we're going to look at. We're going to look at Arthur. We can agree that Arthur can pass the ball. But, I mean, I watched him against Verona. I watched him against the other teams when he played. I mean, other than, like, his passes were never – there's not one pass through into the box. It's always – we put it to the left, we put it to the right, we put it here. I mean, it's very – like, he's dynamic, but that's about it. McKinney, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, movements, but not a lot of substance. In substance, too. thank you. McKenny, I would say maybe, maybe we got a slight glimpse of him being a good restart player, but that's it. He's just first, first pass, simple pass. Don't ask him to do anything crazy, you know? And he does more coverage. In a two-man midfield, which we, we will always play, Bentancourt cannot play the way he played with Saturday last year. He's got to play. He's, 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 he's the closest person that's box to box. Rabio, same thing. Rabio, same thing, but don't ask him to do anything crazy. He'll give you a lot of running. He might even give you the balls to shoot because we don't have any midfielders that shoot. They don't, not one person will take a shot from the box to save their life. So me, what's, what I can see, I can see the image of what Pirlo wants to put out. I see it. And it looks kind of like Barcelona, but we don't have the players that Barcelona has that start that type. And we've not been playing that type of ball for 10 years now. So we're either patient with Pirlo and the players and they arrive at the point where it just clicks or Juventus is going to have a big problem for the next three years. But Giovanni, Giovanni, 
do you really think that he wants to play? When you say he wants to play like Barcelona, what does that mean? You think he wants to play quick, you yeah. know, quick, quick passing, a calm possession open, football? Open, okay. Open building offensive play with a lot of like passing and with a lot of pressing when you okay. lose the ball. We don't if, press fast. Okay, okay, but okay, but then, but then, but, but then. But then perhaps that isn't how he wants to play because because that's not, that's not how he's coaching his team to play or they're not doing what he's coaching them to do and it's yeah, not you know, exactly he, whatever, whatever he's trying but whatever he, if that's the case and whatever he's trying but to still isn't working. Hey, look, man, the result is that they're not doing what he, he's saying. I want you guys to play like this: open football. If you can't see it here, cross it to the other side of the field and build it from there. I see that happening, but the problem is, let me tell you, not enough people have that kind of lag to make easy cross field passes and then you see these people like you know in the build-up of the of the match i see the runs happen but the timing is off and the passing is off but you can see the runs if you watch closely you're like okay but all of a sudden a guy will put the ball behind kuluzevsky's back instead of in front and kuluzevsky will shoot the ball at the person instead of playing it into space or somebody will make the run before the pass is made. You know, it's it's just a phase where you can see it. The problem is, how much are you going to go through this learning phase? At some point, you got to start. You can't you can't fall behind too much. Let's be honest. The personnel they have in midfield is better than probably every other team in Serie A. Uh, you know, on paper. You- Yes. You, on, on, on paper, I don't know. You can make the case that maybe Milan have a better midfield. The fact that Kessie wins the ball very well. No, they 100% have a you know? better Ben, ben Asset, okay. Well, 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 then what's stopping us from going out and making the acquisitions that Milan is? You know what I mean? We don't have a Ben Asset. We don't have a, we don't like, have a Sandro problem, Tonali. I even like... I, us. We sorry? just... We, nothing is stopping us. We just made what what is turning out to be bad selections. Let me, let me just hear me out. We went and we got Bernardeschi three years ago. Years ago, and it turned out, and, and it turned out. But these are the when you spend forty five to fifty millions, you you this is somebody that you expect that has a shelf life of at least five to six to seven years solid in your team. And if you get something that's a mediocre like he has, you've wasted that money. And it's and and not only have you wasted the money on him, you waste the potential value of you having invested that into somebody else. So let's say you don't get Bernardeschi, which costs 40 million, and maybe you get Barella, who costs about the same. And maybe he's more suitable to the midfield that you want. You know, you lost you lost the time value of money that you would have used just saving that to then invest it with him two years after. But it's, you know, it's... it's got, you got like that. You got Bernardeschi like that. You had the Iguain one that kind of went like that. Like, eh, you know, not everything is Ronaldo and not everything is delict. Look. So I'm starting to see some, some, some faults, some fault lines here. Look, it, you know what I think, though? I mean, if we're all agreeing that the midfield is problematic right now and how it's not developing enough going, you know, going forward, if it's not developing enough, um, in order for us to, in order for us to, 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 to control matches, which is probably understandable when you have two central holding midfielders and four players lumped forward. If we all agree on that, well, then it, it, it's not difficult if you're going to make the case or if anyone's going to make the case that 
it's because of the fact that the quality of midfielders isn't good enough. If you're going to make that case, well, it's not difficult to fucking name players that would be better that could potentially be purchased. You know, if you want to fucking overhaul them, swap out the players you have and bring in new players. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't even think it should happen. I'm not even arguing for it, but it's not difficult. I could come to you and tell you that I think Barella, Castrovilli, Verratti, and Zaniolo are all, you know, are all good ball movers, good creative players. They happen to all be Italian, but you know, they, they, but right there, you know, you could probably argue that that might be a better, a better, you know, a better choice of four midfielders than a couple of the guys we have right now. You could argue that, but I also don't think that it makes sense to say that the midfield isn't good enough. I think they're just not playing in, in a structure that is conducive to success. Cause again, like you know, how many Kevin De Bruyne's are there in the world? I mean, you, if you want to come out They're and say, but our midfield sucks, not, it's yeah. they currently not good. It enough doesn't what Juventus needs them to do. And you can blame a good amount of it on who purchased them and how they're not fitting into this type of build. But all right, boys, look, can, can I just interject if you don't mind? Well, um, yeah, let, let's, let's, uh, first of all, I want to introduce the new member of our podcast. You guys have met Alessandro Belpiero. He will, <laughs> if, 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 if Alessandro Belpiero agrees with something, he just, he's just going to voice his, voice his opinion. I you like guys, it. uh, we'll, 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 we'll get used to him. It's a, it's just a little bell from Staples with a, with a sticker of Alessandro Belpiero on it. No, f- so no free this ads. Is, this is our guy because we, um, we, we needed some kind of an audio audio drop i i am i'm so bad at doing this i couldn't really do it digitally so i just went out and purchased a bell so um do you guys want to discuss the the uh, the game a little detail i can bring up a couple of topics we can talk about for example how like we could have been we could have been down by uh, the reason i say this because i know we have questions related to the game and those are kind of broader questions and we will always, you know, come back. We will come back at the end of the show back to those to those discussions. But I did want to bring up the game itself. Like, for example, uh, Demiral's mistake in the like minute one and a half where Griezmann hit the hit the post. You know, just cannot afford mm-hmm. this kind of kind of a fuck up first first minute of the game in the Champions League. Uh, so that's why when people say, you know, when the when the, when you know the fans are, you know, uh, Demiral is better than Delict and all that. Delict never gave away a ball in the first minute that that could have led to. Uh, then Demiral gets the. He's gets also the very old. Oh man, the first the first five games of Delict, he was pretty terrible. So uh, maybe people forgot um, him now. But I don't remember. He fucking that, That's true. Uh, also, a couple of things regarding regarding Barca, like Dembele. I wish we had a fast player like that on our team. Like this guy. We, we do. His name is Federico Chiesa. We, we, don't ha- we don't lack speed. We lack, we lack ball movement. We lack, we lack cutting edge. You know, it's... But that's what I'm saying. Like he's looking, looking at Dembele. We, uh, Kuluzewski, at, like, Kuluzewski is like that too. Come on. You're, you're not going to tell me that we lack speedy wingers right now. We don't lack creativity on the wings. We have, we have, we have an excess of it, which isn't a yep. bad thing, but it's, 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 it's an over-reliance on that talent. We're trying to lump them all into the team at once, you know? Um, but I think the biggest thing that I'll just say one last thing, and we'll we'll, we'll get back into into the game. The biggest thing is it, the, the sh- what a shame that Ronaldo couldn't play. I think we'll we'll be remiss not to mention the fact that like this was the the game of the. He's going to be motivated. Month. He's going to be motivated to go fucking play in Barcelona, though. You already know. You already know he's going to be really fucking. Motivated yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's uh, such a shame. McKinney was able to play. You know, he was he 
he technically recovered from COVID. He was able to play. Uh, and uh, like to me, these young dudes, they they look, they, you know, especially in the Champions League. You know, imagine if there was a you know stadium full of people. Like, how would they have reacted? And I agree with Giovanni about about Dybala. How many chances? I mean, he he performs well when he's paired up with someone, but when it's time for him to step up and and you know just like take the team on his shoulder, only you can only point out a few a handful of performances that he's he's stepped up to the to the game, stepped to the, to the plate, and and Jeez. made something happen. Uh, he yeah, yesterday he beat was, a man, but he he can't beat the man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and, and I love Dybala. You know, he's he's been very good comparing to last couple of years but still man the the hopes we had for him yesterday um man what a shame what a but, shame but it, like that it, go it ahead speak, sorry it's it, sorry but it, it speaks to a point i think that, that 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 you you definitely can't neglect and that's that since max allegri left uh there's been an over reliance on cristiano ronaldo so without him, the team looks oh, lost, even oh, with him Max sometimes. Max Allegri is coming back. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? I mean, no, I, I, I mean, don't that, know. So I'm, let, me, let me go on record to say that Pirlo is going to get a chance until he's not given a chance. I, I agree. So best but, of luck to him. But to me, let me be honest. Since Allegri's been gone, nothing never, was the same. Judah never fired Allegri. Ever. Think about it. Well, that's on Paratici. That's on Buckle to the pressure. And Nedved. That's on them. That's on them. And this is why, this is why it sucks. This is why it sucks to, this, this, this is like doing business with family. You know what I mean? There's always going to be fucking headaches. You're always going to wind up arguing over money. This is why it sucks to appoint legends to your club. This is why it yep. sucks to have Andrea Pirlo as coach and have Pavel Nedved as a director. Because when they don't make a decision, they have to live and die by a decision that the fans don't like. The fans feel like shit. You know? Somebody oh, agrees. <laughs> Alex agrees. Yeah, no. Alex, Alex, Alex agrees. Um, <laughs> Isn't it funny how we, we were trying to come up with funny names for our new Bell, and I was like, guys, what's the player that sounds remotely like Bell? And and Giovanni brought up a guy from 1950s, and <laughs> Sam, we we couldn't come up with any. And I'm, I look at it, it's like Bell, 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 Bell. Come on, man! It's a, it's a come on, Alessandro Del Piero in the house. Yeah, All right, I think yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna enjoy the the bell a little too much. People are gonna be like, "Can you stop that, please?" So here, here um, you you you, you want to ring it again? This is a completely random sign up because I don't know how much you want to focus on the Verona game in and of itself. But um, how 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 bittersweet was it when Andrea Fabili scored that goal <laughs> that goal for Hellas Verona on the weekend and go up one nil? Comes on in the 54th minute, scores in the 59th, and leaves injured in the 61st youth product at U of A. I'm not saying he'd make a difference for us, but oh, that burned my ass. I don't know why. I just, I seeing a mediocre, a mediocre kid who we wouldn't give a chance to score against us. And then just, and, the, and to add insult to injury, no problem. It happens a lot, man. Yeah. It happens a lot. Like, dude, now, aren't there like extra motivated, right? That were, yeah. What's up? I don't, aren't no, they I don't like think they're ext- fucking extra motivated. They're just like, they're just motivated. They, they got to do good. Good. Think about it this way. Look, man, I shouldn't say that. Every team that plays Juve is always extra motivated. Oh, how yeah. come Crotone will crazy. go they play celebrate. out of their balls and then all of a sudden lay it up and get like loaded 7-0 by, I don't know, Sassuolo or whatever? 
Because that's one will play better. Because that's one play better football than us. They play fucking beautiful okay, football right but now. But don't get laid <laughs> off by another like bottom team like last like Spezia sure. will win four zero or four one. Like, yeah, you're not. You're like, not gonna. You're not gonna. We're not gonna. When it comes into town, you're you're ready to rock. Of course, it's a question, you know, big, question, big idea, you, man. Uh, what do you guys think about the the decision from Pirlo not to do a substitution until like 80th minute? Um, I mean, obviously, it's just too late, right? Even especially in the Champions League, when you we get, you know, when you, when you hit the field that late, Farhad, who's he gonna put on? Who's he gonna put on in attack? Yeah. Yeah. The, he lay, he lay, he lay, he lay them bare. You know, he lay them bare. He threw everyone all out at once. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't like. Was Ramsey injured or on a on a suspension? Because I just assumed uh, he's injured at all times. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Uh, look, I, I, I mean, Medi Demidal is going to miss the next game. Uh, mm. in the, in the Champions what an League. asshole! Like, not even I an mean, idiot. He's an and, asshole. Yeah, fuck yeah. I was in discipline. I know asshole. he's. I know he's. I know he's young, but, but, but Christ! Uh, look, uh, Daniel has been our best defender. Daniel has been our best defender. Bonucci did not look good the past week. Federico Bernardeschi. I mean, Federico Bernardeschi. Uh, was definitely at fault for that, you know, for that second goal, giving up the penalty. But, but, but otherwise, I mean, Bonucci could have been at fault for a couple of goals. Um, but Bonucci, you know, he got burned. He got burned a couple times. Completely passed him with his, you know, you know, the signature move where he sticks his ass out, and Messi is clear. Like his path to the yep. goal is completely clear, and this is unacceptable. We were kind of lucky. Uh, bon- uh, I mean, not to shit on Bonucci completely he did save us a few times and there were moments where just like oh my god we're not gonna lose 4-0 are we there were some moments in front of goal where like I said Griezmann didn't pull the trigger in the first half Chesney yeah I mean Chesney has been has has been you guys you guys ever hear when he's uh when he's calling for the ball all the time (laughs) and uh yeah when this you know the stadium is completely quiet and you hear that that scream Mm -hmm. is just so crazy how can you not move away from that Ramsey, by the way, was in the lineup the other day. He was not injured. We, uh, we, we, we didn't miss any injury news. He just didn't get subbed in. We had a lot of, uh, we had a lot of youth team players in the lineup what, the other what's, day. You guys, you guys think we should talk about the 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 VAR disaster, which is like I've never seen anything like it. The hat trick of goals that was uh, that was. I mean, he, he's know, not talking so about I, it because there is no disaster. I, he's he's I mean, fucking offside. Like we've been look, playing for so many years that I wish there was video referees so we wouldn't get gypped in the, the Champions League. Well, here's the video referee. It works both ways. I mean, huh. look, the rule, the rule, the offside rule. I will maintain. Is, I will maintain the offside rule is stupid and broken. I will. Uh, I will. Uh, I don't know. Giovanni's having a little party. I don't know what he's doing over there. No, I'm my. My phone started like going off. Sorry, guys. Look, no, it's look. I, I, I think, um, I, I really do think. Yeah, your your phone agrees with me that the offside rule is broken. I really do think that if you have a foot onside, you should be called onside. But according to the rules, I mean, Morata knows what the rules are. Terrible luck. I mean, you literally can't get away with an inch now. You cannot get away with an inch. Um, so I mean, a fucking hat trick of goals against Barcelona. Yeah, you're two on, goals yeah, in the prior two Serie A games. I mean, look, at least at least he's getting in the positions. He's looked good. He has looked good. Um, yeah, he's been. But, we thought he was like, oh man, we just last minute guy. Dang it! No, he, he he's, we, he's, a, he's a gamer. He's a gamer. No man, he's 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 man, he's balling. He, Good for him. He my, moves my, out of that. He moves out of that player uh, uh, offside position. He's gonna be a beast, man. I mean, yeah. I think he's just feeling out the game. 
he's I've really enjoyed watching. I like he's a grow like he's a grown up Alvarito now. Alvarito, and Alvarito. um, <clears throat> yeah, seeing him all over the pitch. I love how he chases the ball down. Uh, that's just something you don't see from Ronaldo. Understandably, yeah, he, we're not, we're not the, expecting he, him to. He's a guy that leads the press for sure. Morata does, but look, I, I, I do. I, I kind of alluded to Bernardeschi a second ago. I, we have to give him another shout here because I, I, it's, it's, it's very obvious that his confidence is shot to hell. So the reason I wanted to bring up the fact that he gave up a goal the other day, we were talking about we were talking about errors on defense, and I was talking about the fact that Bonucci's been giving up a couple of goals in recent weeks, which hasn't been good. But Bernardeschi, two games in a row now, has been responsible directly for two goals. Uh, obviously, the penalty against Barcelona when he kind of clumsily tripped back. I mean, to be fair, he was kind of playing as a left back after Demiral went off, which is in his position, of course. But, I mean, in the game against Verona, I don't know if you guys remember, but he basically had the ball in a super innocuous position on the wing, middle of the field, right around center, you know, right around the center line, just made a pass to the six. Don't remember who it was, but it got picked off. Like just a pass a couple of yards away that you just, you know, that you make a million times in a game picked off. Verona ran back, excuse me, uh, ran, ran forward, kind of countered us and Fabili scored on that play. Bernardeschi gets yanked right after that. Uh, get substituted. I mean, you have to think that his confidence is shot. Like yeah, I, it's not like his his ability. He's a very technical player. His confidence just is just shot. It's all mental with him. It is all mental, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I mean, th- it's mental. But at which point do you you know? Goddamn it! Like you're an adult. You're a professional. It's not like you just came up and you're 19. I'm sorry. Like you knew that you were coming to you, but you made a push. You 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 forced your way out of Florence. To come to Juve at some point, like I'm, that's what I'm trying to say, guys. Like, fuck. At some point, we can't, we can't baby these people anymore. Like, uh, Bernardeschi, I, you, you, hey, you, you either, you, you either make it worth it, or we'll ship you out. And we're, we're, we're already wasting money if you can't perform, so we might as well close it out. You know and what? then same thing, and and the same thing with DiBala, man. Watch, watch with this guy. Like, if he doesn't wake his ass up. Then he might as well go somewhere, go to PSG, go to Barcelona. We'll you, know go what? Play you know what, though? You know what I would do? One last chance for, ben, for Bernardeschi, I think, would be to go see Leonardo Bonucci's psychologist. I don't know if, I don't know if I've alluded to this on this pod before, but apparently he's got, he's, got, he's, got this, he's got this sports psychologist who basically helped him kind of rise to beast mode. And I think he really worked overtime after his spell at Milan that was disastrous, and it kind of helped him come back to the player he was. Um, Maybe Bonucci could use that. Could 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 use that guy himself right now. I don't know if he hasn't been allowed to go see him because of COVID or whatnot. You can't sit in the same office as a fucking psychiatrist. But Zoom, man. I I I I don't I don't know. I I I would prescribe Bernardeschi a dose of that guy because it is all mental with him. And I think I but I think it's kind of it's kind of trickling throughout the squad. I really don't. You know what though? I don't know if Pirlo. And I, I guess no one knows this except for his players right now because not enough players have played for him that we have, you know, an account of, of how he manages um, a dressing room. But I wonder if he's instilling enough, you know, if he's instilling enough confidence in them. I, I really wonder if he's, you know, if, if he's not motivating them enough, you know, so much of, because again, these guys are all fucking Excellent footballers. You're gonna tell me that Arthur Rabio and Bentancur aren't a good, you know, that isn't a good midfield, good midfield three. I almost said midfield tree, like Joe Minga from the cafe. Now, if you're gonna tell me that's not a good midfield three, you're nuts. It's an excellent technical midfield. It's just that I think mentally 
there's something that's lacking right now. I, I don't know what it is. Max Allegri seems to have been a guy who could motivate his team. All right, Giovanni. Giovanni fixed up his his mic. By the way, if you guys want to donate to the to the fund that is Giovanni's mic, uh, I'll give you guys a <laughs> PayPal or or a Venmo or something. Uh, wishful, wishful, wishful thinking. If anyone, hey, if anyone wants, if anyone wants to contribute for 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 sure, we should, we can make it make it a whole campaign. All right, let's go. All let's right. go. The jo- Giovanni's Q and A Q and A corner. Still working on the okay. name. Okay. Um, all right, I got like two questions from Rob V. Um, first one's, you know, I want to say a little like opinion based. Okay, when does the line between acceptable amateur level sofa analysis of tactics, roles, and a coach's suitability to a team cross the boundary into annoying nonsense? So, um, right at what? that question. <laughs> huh? What's up? Nothing. I mean, uh, look, look yeah. uh, this, this, I think you, 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 you know, go, go, I think, I think you'll have a lot to get to here, Joe, if I know you. I mean, look, I, I got it, you know, like Pirlo's got, Pirlo's got an idea of football. He's trying to put it onto the field. We see a little bit of it, but we're not seeing it real well. It's like when you're trying to, ah, man, I'm an old timer. So back in the day, you used to have like, not flat screen TVs and you'd have to have like an antenna attached to your TV. And so you'd have to tune it and you'll get to the channel, but it looked messed up. That's how, that's how Pirlo's gameplay is now. And some of the people, yeah, you know, it's, it's fun to go sit down, talk tactics, do this stuff, but you know, we just got to see it evolve. Right. So uh, next question from Rob V is, do you fear the advent of fanboys is indicative of the younger generation's obsession with social media and image and will it ruin football in the long run? Uh, Ronaldo Messi, Dybala, keyboard warfare is starting to wait. And man, I agree with you. Like, I don't care. I, I don't care about this stuff. I mean, it is like everybody now has an opinion. Like, look at us. We're in a podcast. We're sharing our opinions, but which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's a fun thing, right? But after a while, everything gets like really has to become polarized. Like, man, I enjoy all three, you know, maybe all two with the and three when the bala plays well. Um, but I don't know if it's indicative of specifically a younger generation. It's mostly a younger generation because they know how to use social media more. But you have like keyboard warriors that are old, you know. Anyways, um, next question from. AJ, real point black. At what point should Juve give up on Pirlo? Uh, that's not a question for me. That's a question for the real Don Gianelli. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so he might he might give you an answer. I mean, it, it is an interesting question though. Like like like, how bad does it have to get for us? To, you know, I don't know. I three consecutive losses. I'll say you know three consecutive losses and out of out of the Champions League spots. Oh, you got bounced from Champions like, Yeah, I think I think over Christmas you're getting a pink slip if you got bounced from the Champions League. Yeah, I I, I think no, it would have to, it would have to take like, a lot. Yeah, and, and yeah, I would say like, I'll I'll tell you what. I'll give it to Christmas because by because if Pirlo gets bounced, the natural person they're gonna go to is a lady. 
he's going to be expensive. He's going to have a lot of demands, and he's going <laughs> to he's, he's going to piss off a lot of people. Give him anything he wants back. if that happens. Uh, but but that's yeah. if Pirlo does. And, and again, we still don't know that Pirlo might just all of a sudden in November like find enlightenment with the team. Um, okay, let's see. Uh, question by Peter Piotr. Zurowski, sorry if I butchered your name. I'm going to butcher everybody's name. Anyway, uh, did, the, did the management make a mistake by revamping the team, choosing an inexperienced coach before what should be a historic 10th Scudetto in a row and not after? Should Juve cash in on Ronaldo if rebuilding is the goal now? Okay, let me answer the last one. So there is no cashing in on Ronaldo, man. You're not getting much from him. He's old and he carries a ton in wages. So you're not getting anything. So maybe there's maybe five top teams in the world that could afford Cristiano. Yeah, there's like there's like three and maybe then six, all of them six, are like, seven. I'm not paying for that now. That I don't like just yeah, no. Um did Juve make a no man, Juve didn't make a mistake because there wasn't they weren't going anywhere with Sari. We can Whoa. dance around the fact that Sari has done better than Pirlo by now, but he was a Juve coach, and we've talked about that, man. And so, uh, and and the team, here's the thing. Uh, we jump back in a time machine. Allegri was not wrong. He said, hey, like, sure, it's not, it's on me, but you guys are telling me <clears throat> that you want this type of smooth play and this and that. Give me the players. And, oh, by the way, there's a bunch of old fucks you need to get rid of now while you still can and people were like oh uh, hashtag Allegri out and even the even, even the club was like well I don't know Mr. Allegri we're not gonna go you know spend 200 million in one season for you and so they bounced him because because people were calling for his head if there, were, if there had been less you know, social media complaint, I think he would have stayed. But anyways. Well, that kind of goes back to Rob's question before about 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 yeah. social media social media influencing. And to be fair, he didn't he didn't ask if he thought social media yeah. anything. But uh, yeah, he, yeah. he was saying that it, he was saying that he was saying that that that, that partisanship toward players yeah. was annoying on social media. Yeah. Well likewise you could probably argue that a lot of the shit you it's see on Twitter after a few results. Yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. Okay, so the, does the club have a department called analytics? I'm going to paraphrase here because I think that's the word Iskandar was uh, trying, to, trying, to, trying to put here. Um, does the department have a friend, a, friend of the that? podcast? Shout outs to him. He's nice, collecting nice. All, of the, all of the Turin Giants gear he's got, man. Nice. So does the club have a department called analytics uh, of the opponent that they're, you know, that they're going to be playing against? Yes. Yes. They will. Yeah. They, they video do. Video on. Video There's on. Guy. Um, yeah. I think uh, Shirea's son is, um, is in charge of the, or that department. He's part of that department. So, yeah. Um, okay. So, Yuri. <laughs> uh, boy, I, I love how he's asking that because he assumes that we just, <laughs> we've just been playing so badly. <laughs> Against our opponent, that he's like, do we even are have? We not, are we not scouting these guys? <laughs> <laughs> you know that they've got Messi. They, I they've, I heard of, I wonder, they've heard of Barca, I wonder, right? I want. I wonder if that was a facetious question or not. But, well, I I don't know. I I, I took it. I didn't read too much into it. So. <laughs> All right, so it might have been, been rhetorical. 
Okay, Yuri Rakovsky, <laughs> after the Barcelona game, it's so clear that we don't have a clear playmaker. I agree with you. I mean, there, were, there were a couple of questions. There were a couple of questions, uh, a couple of tweets with the same question. Yeah. Do, so do you see things. anyone from the squad who will be able to take the responsibility to drive the game? Not, not in the playmaker role. Not like that. Like, if we say, like, somebody that's going to be creative, yeah, I mean, you've got Ramsey. You, you hope that the that the wing players can do it, whether it's uh, Kulzevsky or Chiesa or Cuadrado. You, you for sure hope that Dybala can do something. Um, yeah, so those are, those are the big ones, but it's not going to be in that playmaking role in the midfield like that we may be thinking. Who, who exists in the world? Utopia, okay? We live in a utopia right now where Juve have – an influx of 10 billion in cash flow. Yeah, they can just you could buy you could you you could buy you could buy two players right now that would take you to that level in center midfield. Who would you who would you pick, Joe? Oh shit. Um well, okay, to play the type of play the the type of game that Pirlo has now. Forget with, about with that. Two, forget about that. Just 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 who's oh, the or like who the two ta- best tactical tactical creative, yeah. Who would you go for? The two best midfielders right now. Here, let, I would let, say let, Goretzka at Bayern. Really? Yes, because he's very complete. He's very complete. He's the full package, bro. Complete, man. That guy's a complete okay. midfielder. Okay, you take Goretzka. And then... Madrid, there's nobody. I would take Kevin De Bruyne. I would take Kevin De Bruyne. I take Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, but Kevin De Bruyne is like up front. Like, are you? Are yeah, you, yeah, but 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 I don't know. He's a midfielder who wherever in midfield. Yeah. yeah, Kevin De Bruyne, easy. Kevin De Bruyne, easy, easy, and then Goretzka because he's the guy that like you don't think you need him, but when you have him on the team, you're like everything runs smoothly. That's the, that's the most Giovanni answer ever. I was thinking just just like a couple of creative, sexy. But anyway, <laughs> the, the point I was trying to get at is. I don't know, you know, maybe I'm having a brain fart, but I don't, I don't know that there's, I, I don't know that like anyone who plays midfield is in contention to be winning a Ballon d'Or anytime soon. Like, I really don't think that uh, I, so, so, so it's, it's not sexy enough anymore. Maybe you know, 20 years ago. I mean, Luka Modric won it, but that was just out yeah. of spite for Ronaldo, honestly. My, my, my point, my point was, my point was, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not like the level of the guys we have is that much lower than. Dude, than, they're all potential superstars, but you don't win dick with potential. That's it. Like, no, I mean, no, I, you, no, you win with a system. You win with the system, right? That's the, that's the issue. That's why. That's they why you've had a number of questions on they Twitter. They got to perform. Right, they man. But that's why, you've had a, that's why you've had a number of questions on Twitter expressing concern. I mean, I know, I assume you, you won't get to others that are asking the same question. I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'll be honest. I never read questions before like i pull them up so I'm, <laughs> okay I'm no off the cuff like that but no i read a few there's a few about about there's a few questions about midfield and i think you know it's not it's not it's not it's not a surprise i mean it was a big focus it was a big topic of conversation for us on this pod but again again um, i would be patient yeah. i really want to i really think we have to wait and see how the guys we have pan out because it's very possible you, you have to remember we're six games into the year, seven games in, including the Champions League, right? Yeah, we, and we played close. six. We played six. The Napoli game we didn't even play. So, you know, tactics are malleable. As much as we're complaining now, Pirlo could change shit up. 
he can change. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So, before we kind of, you know, bang the gavel and, 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 you know, uh, look, issue this, 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 it might be, te- it might judgment. be, let's put it this way. Let's be, let's be, let's be, let's be, you know, I forgot. Let's be King Solomon, right? We'll, 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 fifth, we'll split the, 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 the blame 50, 50 down the middle. 50% is on Pirlo to figure out his tactics and make sure that he can coach them. And 50% is on the players that need to step it up. That one I can agree. You go with the Bel Piero, man, because it's agreement. So, <laughs> I see. Uh, so Andar <laughs> Sofian asked, what do you guys th- think is still missing from my team, from this team? I'm on with any point of view. And that's what a I said. I think it's a combination. Now, to me, it's just a combination of them figuring each other out. What Pirlo is trying to say and how the p- players absorb it. That's literally, that's it. Once everything clicks... We're good. Firing yeah. on all cylinders, yeah. I think. Maybe, maybe an experienced uh, coach. Maybe an experienced coach. Maybe, you know? maybe one more question. Pick, pick a good question to finish up this 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 episode. You're getting a lot of uh, questions uh, now I these days, know, man. man. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. Once once we have our Patreon account, I think we should we should dedicate a, uh, an episode just to uh, to like the questions for for an hour. I feel like we don't do the questions justice. I like it. Um, so we've got one from Daniel Jafai. It's a quick one because I'll answer it. When do you Daniel's think Pirlo panic and push Allegri and um, will push the Allegri mode button? Sai lasted till December before completely abandoning his idea. Will Pirlo persevere and re-educate the team? That's a strong word, man. Re-educate mm-hmm. a team with many new elements and no clear identity, or just play Allegri's past Juve? Right now, I don't think he's gonna go back to Allegri. I don't think so. He's gonna ride or die by it, and you know we'll see how that shakes we'll up. We'll see where we'll see where it gets him. Um, I guess last one by worked up pod. Um, I guess Barcelona, which our players' performances were least encouraging, acceptable, and which players would you say showed up for the occasion, if any? Demiral. Uh, Demiral. Not 100%. Sam, because I know Sam's answer already was a third offside fair in your opinion. Look, man, they're all, it's not about fair or unfair. I'll be honest, right? To a Juventus, uh, fa- to most Juventus fans, it's going to be unfair. To a Barcel- to almost the totality of Barcelona fans, they'll be like, oh, totally fair. Is whether it was right or wrong. And then the, the VAR was right, whether it's by... Two feet or one inch, it is what it is. So that's 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 my answer to that. And I think I, I think to me Buffon, uh, not Buffon, God, sorry, Chesney, um, Danilo. Yeah, that's a good Chesney, one. Chesney, Danilo, maybe, <clears throat> maybe Cuadrado, because he tried, and and Morata. Because I would say Morata. Two. Yeah. Yeah, those four. That's yep. it. Everybody else. Ciao, ciao. All, we, were also, we were also we were also we were also asked who uh, who didn't show up to play. I I didn't realize there were two questions there, and I I kind of quickly interjected. I interrupted and said Demiral. I don't know if you agree. Not to me. Demiral was just, fine. Or just everyone or just everyone else. <laughs> everyone else didn't show up. Is, is that your is that your take? Dude, Demiral. I think he played well until he played like an asshole and like got himself okay. sent off. Like he's he's got to mature from that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. uh, to me, actually. Like from all these players that have got potential, he's the one that's realizing it the most. Him and Delict, which is very good. 
but God Almighty, man, like you gotta wake up. You can't make those stupid mistakes. You just we, we just we just talked about it. How he, you know, he was fouling completely unnecessarily, and the foul. On, I, I don't remember if it was Pjanic or not. He was late for the challenge. Mm-hmm. The ball went past him, and he decides to kick the player as if the as if the ref who's standing two feet away from you will that's not notice that. It's just, yeah. just a, such a stupid, stupid decision, you know. Um, anyways, boys, this was fun. I mean, I mean, it, it was sort of fun. It's always, uh, it's always more fun to talk about a win than a loss. But here, you know, we've me and Giovanni's been through some bad losses, man. People, people came to us for for therapy sessions. I think, I think the, the game, I think the podcast after we lost to Bayern, which you, you, we still bring up and Giovanni still brought up the Patrice Evra, uh, non-clearance. Dude, I think after, I watched I think, that game and I was like, we're about to make it. And I was like, yeah. what? Oh my God. Yeah. This, I think, I think that's the most famous, uh, failed ball clearance in the UA history, at least in recent years. That was awful. So, my point being is that you know we we're, we're we're here not only to celebrate but all you know also provide you guys a little therapy session so i hope uh i hope you guys enjoyed once again november 9th i have we have, we have a very beautiful shirt coming out to uh to celebrate alessandro del piero please follow us on at turin giants for updates on that we will have a pre-sale pre-sale will include uh awesome stickers so um Boys, Giovanni and Sam, I think they took the reins today. You guys did awesome. Thank you so much. Guess who agrees with you? Oh, yeah. Alessandro <laughs> Belpiero. All right, boys. Have an awesome, everybody has a, have an awesome weekend. Oh, today's not, I don't know why I keep thinking today's Friday. Maybe because I woke up at 3 a.m. and I was like literally just like, just it was like the worst wake up call. I th- the, the thing is, the basement is flooding and the lamp broke. So we thought somebody broke into our house. So, 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 so we are getting mind. the story. We are getting the story now. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's wild. It was like three 30 in the morning. And like, we wake up my wife screaming like, Hey, somebody's broken. And I'm grabbing my hammer and like in my Calvin Klein silk boxes, and I'm running through the house. Ready boy. To fuck some, fuck some shit up. But I'm surprised you're not wearing Cristiano Ronaldo underwear. Underwear, yes. oh, man. Yes. I don't, I, I'm surprised I, you don't I, keep a bat under your bed, poly walnut style. That's what you got to do. Uh, Dude, bat, only Cristiano Ronaldo too... looks good in his underwear, man. I think bat is speak for, your, speak for yourself, Giovanni. I rock my Calvin's, man. I'm 23 years old, baby. Ah well, you know, you rock but, it but, while you can. That's true. I don't. Dude, I don't know if any. I don't know if anyone looks as good as Cristiano Ronaldo in his underwear, but I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. Well, well, once you well, this this podcast took a turn, didn't it? Once you switch to silk underwear, there's no there's no turning back. There's you know, no turning back. <laughs> oh, All man. right, boys. Okay. On on this on this very erotic note, we say bye to you guys, and we will see you soon. Thank you for joining us as always. We love you here at the Turin Giants podcast. We out. Forza Juve.